Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program. Hi, welcome to the AIM at Hometown Innovations podcast. I'm Matt Greller with AIM, and I'm really looking forward to talking with our guest today. We have with us Representative Jeff Thompson, who's the chairman of the Powerful House Ways and Means Committee. Mr. Chairman, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Mr. Chairman, the legislature is obviously taking uh, and always taking a long look at our state's fiscal structure, and most recently through the state and local tax review task force. That's a mouthful. As you're making assessments and recommendations, I know the runway is long on the work that the, the task force is going to do. We've talked often about property taxes. We know they're a, a critical revenue source for local units. We know that legislators need to balance that with the burden they place on Hoosier citizens. Where do you think this might all shake out with regard to property taxes and, and how it impacts the state, homeowners, and local governments? Well, what an interesting question. <laughs> and to say that I know with all certainty, I mean, we've got a balance of things. Homeowners are key. And obviously, we hear from those and as I'm sure your members do too, because they, they're voters. And you have to balance that with the need for continued business expansion and what parts of our current property tax code inhibit um, the expansion that we would like to see in the state. So it's a balancing of keeping the homeowners in a reasonable spot in conjunction with the business community and I, I think we're gonna see one more year of what we have seen in pay 24, I'm sorry, pay 23, and that is the large growth in home values. Right. And from what I can, can pick up, that's going to, to way slow down and maybe some cases, maybe even go backwards. Mm. And so I, at least from some data that I've initially looked at, we'll find out as time goes on, but I, I think, these past or this year and pay 24 will be kind of unique outliers. And so I guess I'm reluctant to, to jump too far, uh, too quick based on two years. And you got to think more, what's it look like over the next six to 12 years? It'd be a, a better thought process in place of focusing on two years. One quite right. your answer. But that, that is, you've got to think through all of those things as you think about a change in, in policy. I think we certainly, you know, appreciate the measured approach and the, the long-term look at things and not overreacting to certain, certain segments of uh, what's happened in recent times. So that's, that's a positive. What, though I did hear you say is that if I'm going to sell my house, I better do it quickly if, if the value, assessed values might go down a little bit. Well, it may go down a little bit. Yeah. But I'm hearing that at least from, from some of the uh, home sales, there's been a, at least a slight decrease in, in price. And that's understandable at some point. Um, there, there's um, the interest rate, that's what it is, yep. is in, inhibits that. 
And as I've had someone remind me, you know, whenever you start having student loan payments start coming due, that's going to start to affect things also uh, on those, those monies, if you will, will be tied up and taking care of those loan payments in place of maybe something else. So we're talking uh, again with Chairman Jeff Thompson, the House Ways and Means Chairman, uh, talking a little bit about the Salter Task Force, the state and local tax review uh, effort that's underway in the General Assembly. Obviously, you know, our members are concerned about property taxes, which we just talked about, but the, the task force is charged with looking at other tax revenues as well and, and making a determination on if there's anything that needs to be done with those. So, you know, where do we stand with local income tax, state income tax, sales tax, uh, GIS mapping, I think is an important equation or piece of the equation to throw in there as well. Well, the state income tax, of course, ha has been on a course of being reduced on the 2.9% over the next what, three or four years. And so that's kind of on, on a path. In terms of sales tax, I, I think we can safely say you'll see a huge reluctance to do anything to expand that to a local adoption. I think it's much more likely, if if at all now, don't, don't, don't jump too quick and say this is what's going to happen, that you would expand the sales tax base. That's probably more likely than, than ever allowing locals to, to raise the local sales tax. So I happen to agree with that. I think we're better off not to do that. Uh, you and I have talked before about, about local income tax. And, yep. and a couple of things that I really struggle with myself, and I'll, I'll be blunt about this one, is you have county councils, or in some cases, the um, COET uh, board, right. taking the votes. To, to pass those. And I know in at least one county, three-fourths of the dollars go elsewhere. And just philosophically, that's not a good policy and to have three-fourths the money going to units that never, never take a vote. And so that, I think, needs to be, be looked at. And then the question becomes, who do we allow to, to raise um, income tax? And maybe back to my, my first point, if we were to keep the current system of having my, my view, the county council, and that, that could be debated, but should we look at a different way to distribute revenue? And, and it's because, is, is it reasonable to say, the more I have in my levy for property taxes, the more of that I receive? Because right now, I'll argue strongly that we encourage people to spend to the max because you, if you cut your property taxes, you also used to take a hit on, on your lit distribution. And to me, that's, that's not the right type of thought process for public policy. So obviously a lot of details to work out. And I said, we've talked about that. And if, if, if we go to other units or other entities adopting a lit, the GIS system, and I've been told it'll be January 1 of 26, before that would really be a feasible thing if we ever would go that direction. Interesting to hear. You know, before we we shift gears a little bit, just a, a quick thank you. Your, your detailed approach to these matters, I think, serves not only our membership well, but the state well. And, and certainly appreciate your work as, as chairman of the Ways and Means Committee uh, in the legislature. Just as I alluded to, shifting gears just a little bit, We've 
relaunched the FIRST task force, which stands for the Funding Infrastructure for a Stronger, Safer Tomorrow. For our membership, you know, the work that that committee did and that task force did back in 2016, 17 timeframe was transformational. Um, you've heard it, we've said it many times, the, the impact of the Community Crossings uh, Matching Grant Program that originated through this task force has just been fantastic. It's meant uh, a tremendous amount for communities, particularly rural communities around the state of Indiana. Uh, I probably drive around as, as much as anybody and I see firsthand the, the positive work that, that has been done as a result of that program. So let's just start there. What, what do you think? I know this is another task force that probably has a, at least a two year runway on it. You know, we'll have a lot of discussion uh, but where do you see that heading? Do you see any major changes coming to um, the community crossings program as, you know, and of course we're going to have to consider electric vehicles and how that plays into the funding mix. So just your thoughts on the, the first task force and where we might be headed. Well, no doubt alternative types of energy, like a broader term fuels, if you will, has to be looked at and, and how we do that in a, in a fair way. Um, with regard to community crossings, um, there might likely be some tweaks. To what degree, I'm not sure. But as I think you know me well, well enough, I'm kind of a data nut, data nerd, some would say. And and I'm looking at, at, at the data on what's happening with regard to the quality of our infrastructure that's overseen by the state and overseen by, by locals. And at some point you have to ask the question, are we landing in the right balance between how the, the, the state assets, if you will, in terms of responsibility are improving compared to locals? And the data points that maybe there's becoming a little more of an imbalance to what degree, and it's just been a few years, but that data in terms of our infrastructure and its quality, I think is gonna, for me at least, drive uh, a lot in terms of what's the right decision. That makes a lot of sense, I think, you know, and again, shifting gears just a little bit, going locally to where you live and where you represent, you're in one of the more unique areas of the state. You represent fast growing communities, but you also have a very rural component to your district. And those two things often butt up against one another, you know, on things like annexation, for instance, where communities are trying to bring folks into their city or town limits because of sewer services or whatever the case might be, you sometimes get this Swiss cheese effect where you can, you know, just get these little pockets and it's not a cohesive um, boundary for the community. What, where do we go as, you know, as Indiana continues to grow and we, we have this sort of urban rural issue butting up against one another, how do we tackle that? Well, as you know, once I took this role, things kind of changed with regard to what I focused on. But in 22, I think I filed a bill that, that dealt with some of these, this, this Swiss cheese occurring. Yep. And it was based upon the number or the percent of, of a boundary that bordered a city or town and changed the annexation. I know in the county I reside, there's cases where the county is driving through the city and town to get to these little pockets. Yep. And at, at some point, if all the services are being you know, furnished to those people, it starts, and I'm not a big annexation fan, you, you know that, 
right, but, right. but in those cases, it's a different scenario. And, and I can make a pretty good argument that they should be annexed and that there at least should be a more, more simple process than what is in current code. And so some of those Swiss cheese, th those holes need to be filled, if you will, because yeah. it, it's not the right way to operate in terms of how taxpayers with the same service, if you will, are paying significantly different amount of property taxes. That needs to be addressed. And so that was at least an attempt to, to try to address that. We certainly appreciate that. And it's it's just not efficient. You know, you think about plowing snow for the the town plow truck to lift its blade up as it goes, you know, 800 feet into the county, then put it back down and vice versa. It's it just doesn't make sense. So I appreciate you taking a look at that. No common sense at all. I, I agree. <laughs> you know, um, Speaker Houston, um, President Pro Tem Bray have both talked a lot about the upcoming 24 session being low-key. Uh, we're going to try to get in and get out quick. You know, I've heard that many, many times over the years, but for whatever reason, it it seems to be sticking this time around. What uh, What's your take on that and what it means for Ways and Means this year? And what, what uh, what's the preview look like for this coming session? Well, I think we'll do those things that need to be done in terms of some cleanup, as you can probably imagine, with some of the large and complex legislation, we thought it was crystal clear what it meant. And we found out from the agency, it's not quite so crystal clear. And so we've worked with them. Uh, we've having some language drafted just to make sure everybody's on the same page with regard to, to intent. Yes, that, that will pass. I feel pretty safe in saying. But beyond that, um, I think the speaker is a pretty wise man. And uh, I'm, I'm likely going to follow his lead on this. I guess that's smart on my part too. <laughs> good good to hear. I think anybody that uh, works in the lobbying industry was, would appreciate to hear those words as well. Um, Chairman Thompson, you're a, a model legislator. You always have an open door. You're thoughtful. Uh, you're honest. You're forthright. It's, it's really good to easy to work with you. Obviously not everybody agrees all the time, but we certainly appreciate the work that you do. I uh, appreciate uh, everything that's been done and will be done in the future. Thank you for joining the podcast, and we look forward to working with you as always. Thank you. I look forward to working with you, too, in the future.